The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you. So I am so, so excited to have uh, Daniel Cunningham on our show. So welcome to the latest episode of Flamingo's Apartment Rebels podcast. The reason I'm so excited is because I think your company is just one of those things that every property manager should have. Yes, let's just stop right there. <laughs> that's the show, that's the show. <laughs> that's good no, enough. it's really cool. So I, one of my favorite books um, was about like the airline industry and the checklist that were implemented and how it just completely uh, changed both the airline industry and hospital operations in, in a way, which is having checklists that helps humans do their jobs better. Yeah. Because no person can really be an expert or remember or know everything. So what I really like about what you all do is that it allows property managers to just do their jobs better and in a way that they can go wrong. So I think that's one of the things that's really, really cool about this company because property managers have so much to do and more and more keeps getting added to their plate every single day. So what I love about Leonardo 24-7 is that you can probably explain it much better than I can. It allows property managers to basically see and know exactly what they need to do, check those items off, submit whatever they need to do and then as an operator you can see what has been completed whether it's compliance or whether it's something else so it's just brilliant it's simple but it's so brilliant yeah well 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 thank you for that yeah and so you're probably talking about a two of one day's book right mm-hmm. the checklist manifesto yeah which yeah early on for sure served as part of uh, mm-hmm. part of our guiding principle which is look if doctors if, the, if arguably the most well-educated, yep. sophisticated kind of profession yeah. can benefit from a checklist, a simple mm-hmm. checklist, which reduced post-surgical deaths. Yep. And that's, you know, think about what an industry like ours, which has so many moving parts yep. by folks that aren't always, you know, really don't have all the training available yeah. to them. And that, that, like, just think what it could do. And that, so that was part of one of the guiding principles. That's interesting to pick up yeah. on. But the, the idea is, yeah, that, you know, we, so let me just a little bit about my background. Yeah, so actually, yeah, let's start there. Like, how did you come into the industry? I know you used to be on the actual industry side, then you moved on to the supplier side. And kind of did, yeah. Forward. Yeah, so how did you get into the industry? I've been on uh, a couple, I mean, there's, there's a couple sides of the table that I've, mm-hmm. sat, I've sat on, actually. So um, really, I cut my teeth. I'm a, I'm a civil engineer by education, and mm-hmm. my early part of my career was, in development, but I really cut my teeth in multifamily uh, at Inco, where eventually I was director of asset management for for Inco. And you know, in that capacity, when we were when Inco was at that time the largest multifamily region, the largest mm-hmm. operating country, um, we would see on a regular basis that you know we had these these policies and procedure binders like this thick, right? Yeah. And we'd send them out to properties, and then every month we'd send them updates like yeah. here's your update, it replaced page 12 with the, yep. this new page 12 and we would go to audit um, the site operations and we would see that most of the stuff was really being followed yep. 
Um, and we would see some of the basic blocking and tackling sometimes wasn't being executed correctly. Like people weren't raising rents really on time, yeah. or they weren't sending people to collections, and the sort of things. And that was it was puzzling because we would you know spend so much time mm -hmm. training. Amco had resources to really train people. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I started a property management company. So I've been on the asset management side. Then I started a property management company for um, a developer in Los Angeles. And in that capacity, I really sort of got in the trenches alongside the people that were expected to be experts in all these different things from preventative rate maintenance and risk management and marketing and leasing. And they're, they're part-time psychologists, sometimes they're part-time attorneys. Yeah. There's a lot, and I, I think the revelation was there was so much that we expected. And no one can remember all of that. I yeah. know when to do each one. Cannot know it all. Much less remember it all. So um, the, the first inspiration for me was, well, uh, in order to help my team, I need to really capture all first, first steps. I need to capture everything we should be doing. So I just started interviewing vendors and other regional property managers, insurance companies, and trying to figure out, okay, what are all the daily, weekly, monthly things we need to be thinking about in order to operate these assets? And out of that came the idea, well, I'm going to write a book. Yep. So I wrote a book called 365 Days of Property Management. I'm like, oh, wow. wow. I got it. I got I it. it to wealth and <laughs> yeah. fame. Um, and what I quickly realized was, was rather than try to sell the book, that it, it formed the basis for a great piece of software whose goal was to really, based on a property's unique um, profile, amenities, equipment, geographic location, um, to, to be able to generate daily guidance, be the expert on behalf of the folks that are in the field who either, you know, couldn't, weren't trained, didn't have the right background, or, you know, were new to the company and didn't know all the policies and procedures, what have you. Which is so important given how high turnover can be in the industry. And it's, I think it's just gotten worse. I think with the great resignation we're going through right now, we're seeing that um, folks are, are turning up their nose a little bit at their current positions more often, than, especially in property management, and moving on to where they're happy. It's, you know, I, we have to say this, this is a very hard business. Having been in it, I can tell you it's the, and, and been in other industries, it's the most difficult business I've ever yeah. seen. It's the only business where if you're the best property manager in the world, the very best one, somebody is yelling at you today. Because to be a good property manager means to do difficult things. Yep. You've got to evict people that aren't paying their rent. You you have to listen to somebody say they've just gotten a divorce and they can't afford, and you have to say, I'm sorry, you know, rent's due, or your dog's the wrong breed and they can't be here, or you know, you've got people living in your family, extended family living in your apartment that's beyond what we're allowed. Like, you have to have hard dis discussions with people. And um, so it's a hard business to be in. So if we can make it easier, if we can reduce some of the pressure of all of the things you were saying earlier, like you just have so many different things on your plate, then that's a real win for us. So what we're trying to do is shift the burden from expecting people at the property to be experts in everything, to instead Leonardo 24-7 is the expert in your policies and procedures, your company's expectations. Coupled with our own library of, of over time, the best practice that we've assembled from yeah. meeting with insurance companies and, and equipment manufacturers, like what should the preventive maintenance programs be? Couple those things together to produce daily guidance so that you have at your fingertips what you need to do, when you need to do it, 
the right inspection, the right form, process. You have the reports going out automatically to people that need to know that it was done. Or, um, you know, we're raising our hand if we see things that are, you know, like pool pHs that are chemistry that's above what's what's safe. And oh, can wow. we can we let people know about that? Um, so that all that stuff happens in an automated fashion um, as much as possible. So that the people on the field can just focus on executing. Um, and we, hopefully people will think of us as sort of like their right-hand man that's there to, to give guidance, who um, you know, is a resource for like, in our, in our, we have an on-demand instruction section that they can pull information from if they don't know how to do a thing or watch a video. So we really want to support the field operations while at the same time giving visibility to regional managers and executives that these, this stuff is happening, that, people, that they're, they're in compliance, not so, not s such that you know they, you know, so that it's punitive, but rather like, oh, gotcha, I haven't done it yet. Right. It, it, it's like if there's if there's if there's something that's not being done, there's an opportunity for retraining, or there's a process that needs to be changed. But if everything is being done, then the regional managers and senior executives can stop checking in on the minutia, let us handle the minutia. And now you can focus on things that actually help the properties make money. Talk about leasing, talk about marketing, talk about you know rental rates. Stop talking about or feeling like you have to talk about the things that Leo can track on your behalf because we got to cover it. Uh, no, I think this is brilliant. Um, I think the analogy you gave, like if physicians and brilliant people are expected to follow certain checklists, or if pilots are expected to follow certain checklists, like why don't we have that for property managers who have to do just as many things, have to be aware of all the different compliance and laws, all those different things where it's just not possible for one person or one small group to be able to remember and do all those things. So then how did you go from, I have a book, to now it's a software? Yeah. Um, I know it happened, probably happened like that day. day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we are another 10-year uh, overnight success. <laughs> we didn't raise, uh, I, didn't, I didn't raise a, a bunch of money up front. Um, so Leonardo has been, has been up until recently a bootstrapped organization. Um, and for another podcast time, we could talk about like, the, 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 journey. the decision to do that or not do that. It, um, in retrospect, it seems to work out for us. It was painful, though. I mean, the first, the first few years um, were, were a lot about trying to tune the product um, because whatever, whatever your idea is, whatever you imagine it, how it might be embraced, the actual real-life experience will be different. And so for a, for a while, we spent um, you know, getting out a, an MVP, a minimal viable product, seeing how people use it, seeing what their reaction was to it. And the great thing that kept us going was we got, we got a visceral reaction from some people right away. I remember... Um, I'll, I'd be surprised. I'll, I would have thought like everyone would immediately see it. Because when I think about it, I'm like, this is going to save so much time, make things so much simpler, give visibility to everyone, yeah. get the regional off my back so they can see that from the others, from the regional's perspective. They don't have to call the people about what's been done, what's not. From the owner, they know everything is happening. That should be happening. Like the change is difficult for people, though. Uh, like change is difficult. And this was something different. This was not. <laughs> you know, we sort of, we not sort of. I mean, we really did plow the way here for this type of product in the multifamily industry. So 
there was a lot of sort of explaining to folks like, no, all of these things that you're trying to accomplish through these binders and through your checklists and your clipboards and Excel, we can we can eliminate all of that. And you don't have to remember all of those things and learn to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did have some early champions early on. I'll always be grateful to Sheila Carter who was over at Lincoln Properties who said this is like the best thing that was ever invented, and that those sort of things kept us going. So the early days, again, since we were bootstrapping, you know, it was. Um, it was slow going in terms of the development, um, but we ended up, I think, utilizing that time to really hone in on what the product really was and what, what we didn't realize immediately, which, which now we understand was that it wasn't just like the checklist of things to do. There was a whole operations and maintenance platform to be built here that could bring in other processes that, um, that were being handled in a manual fashion or not at all and make it easier. And so, um, once we had that figured out, we launched sort of our enterprise product in 2016. Uh, we had one high net worth individual came in and invested in the company a little bit and helped us do that. Um, but then we started expanding to uh, manage workflows so that there was a, so we've been very uh, proactive before, like what are things we need to push out to you now? Like what workflows can we create that when you need them? Only when you need them, like if you have a, a water intrusion event, like what are the steps you need to go through? We can manage that. Um, and, and again, press, present to you the right form of inspection, but then also take that information and then pass it on to people that need to know about it. So, so then the platform grew to the point where, you know, we really like to think at this point where the, the, the other must have operating <laughs> platform. Like you, you need your, obviously you need PMS right. systems, yeah. but they don't really have much to say about how to operate the asset. So that's where we take over. We're that other half that says, okay, when you're not, accounting for rent and you're not leasing, what, what's everything else you need to be doing? And hopefully our goal with some other features that are coming out will be to have finally gathered all of those things together under one roof. I absolutely love that. For me, it just seems, I keep going back to this, but it just seems like such a no-brainer for automating, driving, and making sure that things that need to happen to happen. So for you all, like, what were some of the initial pushback that you would get from um, the property managers? I think the most common, the most common pushback you get is that this is another thing. Mm-hmm. Because property managers, as we've said a couple times here so mm-hmm. far, they already have a lot to do. Yeah. So the first, the first change management process we have to go through is, is first getting just people to appreciate that we're going to we eliminate so much of that noise that's yeah. really taking a lot of their time right now. So much of the manual work that um, you're going to actually you're actually replacing more inefficient systems and processes with Leo, and that it will actually lessen the the amount of. You know, not your responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. We're about, you have the same level of responsibilities you had before, but it's less work yeah. to accomplish all those three So that's probably the first thing is, oh, something else um, we have to do. Um, and, and as we were saying, our change is hard for people. So one of the things we have to focus on is, why is the company adopting the new one? Everybody seems to come to us with a different main pain point they want to mm-hmm. solve. Um, we have... Uh, for example, the LiveCore portfolio, which is which is the Blackstone portfolio, mm-hmm. and they really wanted to solve um, incident reports. You know, they have 26 operators across the country, and they need to make sure they're all doing incident reports yeah, in the same, same way. way. Yeah, so they usually over that, and then they expand it to more of the risk management stuff. Um, so we need to establish the company's why and make sure that that's 
that's that is well understood by the folks in the field. Um, I mean, I mean, outside of that, I think people do have this this light bulb moment where they're like, why? Yeah, why have we why, been? Where has this been all our lives? Yeah. And then something really critical to all of this too is you mentioned you have the best practices, the templates for things that they might not already have as part of their compliance process or part of their checklist. Yeah. So you are able to see across the industry to say, hey, these are some best practices we found from conversations with like hundreds of people that you we see that you don't already like have. So I feel like that's invaluable. Has that been something that has also been like a light bulb moment for property managers? Yeah, for for um, for operators that have let's say twenty properties or less, right? I don't, I don't want to call it mom and pop operators. Those are pretty super <laughs> thing. But they often don't have this level of middle management yeah. that like directors of risk management or directors of maintenance. These people that oftentimes serve in the, as this ex, mm -hmm. these subject matter experts within the organizations, and so they they haven't had time or the wherewithal to develop these things. I think I have seen it's really been a godsend for operators like that, and that is I cannot uh, imagine. Yeah, they, we can just on it tomorrow. It's like right? turning a switch, and now you have your compliance process. They can start. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we get people up and running that fast. You know, you you, you complete a, a profile of your property, what amenities and equipment you have, and it. It just starts generating the, uh, the the daily guidance for you, um, and when we started the company, that's who I thought we would be servicing first. Mm -hmm. I didn't honestly expect to see the same level of interest mm -hmm. from our large operators like 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 Graystar and Pazudo mm -hmm. and FPI, some of our larger clients. It's wonderful to see them embrace it. I think what what, I, what we've seen is that when you have that kind of scale. Mm -hmm. Lightning strikes more often than it does yeah. when you just have a smaller portfolio. Yeah. So they have seen more. They have seen worse things happen than sometimes smaller operators yeah. have. And so they're more keenly aware as a corporate entity yeah. that they need to solve these problems. But I, 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 I truly believe that we actually offer more value to the smaller operators who can instantly benefit from the best practices that we've developed over time in by the way, in the process of seeing how the rest of the industry is operating. I mean, everything people share with us is, is confidential, but it doesn't mean that we don't understand, hey, snow removal logs are important. Like, we need to create a snow removal log. Or um, instant reports were not actually something that we ever considered um, implementing but it became something they were yeah. using Leo for. Oh, it's like AI, like it gets better the more you feed into it, and the better it gets. So it's like that really virtual cycle, and you can now feed that to everyone. And just like literally make the industry much, much better. Yeah, and that was, you know, when we, when we, so we have a partnership with Click and Comply. Mm -hmm. um, what well, we are Click, What's and, Click Comply. and Comply. We have a partnership with NAA yeah. that they white label the product <laughs> uh, as Click and Comply. And, you know, part of our goal and our ongoing goal with NAA is, you know, to, since they set the standard for many things, is, you know, maybe through Click and Comply, can we create an industry standard? Yeah where, as you were saying, like, hey, if you, if, you, if you want guidance on how to operate your property, here's a click and comply product through NAA that has the benefit of all of the education and the courses and the white papers that NAA generates so that this is more or less kind of the accepted way of doing things. And then customize it from there if you need to. That's, that's sort of the big, hairy, audacious goal with that. Yeah. No, love that. And then in terms of data, I imagine that's one thing. Everyone talks about data, data this, data this. But I imagine for you all, you have probably found some really amazing insights 
whether it's how different property management companies, how compliant they are, or how often the site teams are able to actually complete the different tasks or everything else. Like what have been some of the real insights you found? Well, we're going to publish a white paper. We're, we're working right now with the university and we're working on a white paper at the moment that's gonna, that's gonna share some of those. Um, but for example, it's not really well known what the ROI of preventive maintenance is. Oh, wow. Everybody agrees that we should do it. Yeah. Um, but it's not well known for every dollar you spend in preventive maintenance. What can you expect in reduction in operating costs, in unplanned capital expenditures, and that sort of thing? Um, and we are we're able to see that uh, because we're you know we have this unique view into the behavior of what's happening at the property level, and so we can now we're correlating that with the expenses and property historic property expenses to draw some conclusions about things like that. And hopefully that white paper will come out in. Yeah, Q1. Yeah, no, I definitely look forward to that because I cannot imagine the insights that you have gleaned from uh, these many years and these like, many properties. Yes, there's, there's similar data to be gleaned about risk. You know, what, what reduces risk at a property? <laughs> what are the important behaviors that you expect to see if you want to be a better risk for insurance carriers, which is which has um, become more and more important as the, that hardening market has been driving insurance rates up by 20, 40% or more yeah. for a lot of operators. So being able to reduce risk right now is uh, on people's minds in a way that really wasn't in the last five years. Yeah. And then in terms of your uh, product roadmap, like what's next for Leonardo 24-7? More stuff to, uh, more stuff to, to eliminate multiple processes. Um, so uh, right now, for example, um, in our, in our application, there are a number of things that maybe need to be done by vendors. For example, boiler inspections, right? Those are very common to see those flow through LEO, the monthly, quarterly, annual boiler inspections, right? But oftentimes, and actually probably most of the time, that's performed by a third-party vendor. So getting vendors access to LEO so that we can start allowing the vendors that do some of the work to participate in, in LEO, but also capture the information that they're that they're recording as part of the property information. We had a property in downtown LA that um, was an older adaptive reuse property. And uh, one day, inside a really old elevator system, and one day um, somebody went to step into the elevator and the elevator wasn't there. Oh, and Jesus. Yeah, um, so that was bad. Um, it's really bad. <laughs> and uh, as part of the, as part of the, um, investigation, we asked to, to get the records from the elevator company of when they had done the last inspection and sort of thing. And they didn't they have, have them. <clears throat> Surprisingly oh, enough. Wow. Or didn't have access to them or weren't willing to give them. Mm. No one will ever know. Um, but if we launched something like this, we would all those records would be in the yeah. kit within Leo and would live with the property. So that sort of thing, that sort of application of what we can do. Let's anything else that's still out there that we haven't gathered in that is happening at the property. If it happens at the property, we want it to happen. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Then looking at the industry as a whole, if you could snap your fingers and instantly solve one problem in the industry, what would that be? Well, labor. Uh, in what sense? La in that uh, there is, we're going to, we're going to have a, a shortage of people. I think that are interested in getting into the industry. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we have problems, at, especially with smaller operators. Um, it didn't have to be a problem I was going to solve, right? Mm -hmm. oh, no, it doesn't have to be one that you have to solve. I'm not sure I can solve all this. I can help. I can help, but I can't. Um, I think we, you know, we smaller operators, you know, property management companies operate on such thin margins. I mean, it's 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 shameful actually what what owners, some third-party owners, expect their property management companies to work mm -hmm. for. That's why owner operators, at least, they enjoy the benefits of of you know, the cash flow to their bottom line. But if you're doing third-party property management, it's thin. It, it's very thin, and so the the resources you have to train people and retain people and create great culture is limited. And so we struggle as an industry to, to find, attract, retain great people that are doing great work. Um, and I think that's just getting worse. I think as, as we come out of COVID and people are now opening their eyes to other options they have in the world, in the world to work, we need to be a more attractive industry um, for people. And, I don't know what the what the fast solution is there, but I know this, and this is the plug for Leo, mm -hmm. is that um, you guys are solving part of that. With Leo on site, you, people ought employees ought to have a better experience working for mm -hmm. a company because their expectations are clear. Mm -hmm. You can use Leo as a great way to to, to reward people. They're doing a great job. I mean, there's if you've been in property management, you've never had an owner say to you. Why do we have so many people on site? Like, why do we need three maintenance guys? Can't we get by with two? Like, then you're lucky. With Leo, you can present to owners and investors like all the great work that you're doing, and that feels really. It should feel really good to the people on site that they're accomplishing all that, and most of that just goes unnoticed right now. So that's that's our industry's biggest issue, I think, right now, is solving is the labor issue. Oh, wow. No, I love that, and like I said, I think you guys are solving part of that. Uh, whether it's, like you said, having more visibility into all of the things that the site teams are doing or making it easy to train because your platform can act as a training tool for new people in the industry. Like, hey, here are all the things you need to be aware of, here are all the things you need to do. And then, like you said as well, creates a much, much better experience for the site teams. Yeah, when you do have turnover, because it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. um, Leo should allow you to get people up and it's running. Like very quickly. Much, yes, yeah. Because yeah. everything that was done mm -hmm. is recorded. The next thing that needs to be done is right there for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I love hope. it. No, I love it. <laughs> so Daniel, thank you so much for being on the show. This was awesome. And I'm so glad I was able to learn more about what you all are doing. Thank you. It yeah. sounds like you already knew a little bit about what we're doing, which yeah. is pleasant to hear. No, I, I, it, was, it was awesome just like looking at and it just makes sense. Like, thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah.